a Podcast One production. Hello and welcome to Just The Gist, the podcast where I recap anything and everything by giving you just the gist of what you need to know. Here with me, as usual, is my sexy voice co-host, Jacob Stanley. Hello, you red-headed god, you. (laughs) How's things? Yeah, great. I'm up in Brisbane. It's nice and warm and sunny and exactly the sort of weather that you despise. Oh, I despise it. You Mm. know, everyone should know that when Jacob and I go out to lunch, we always have to find a table that is half in the sun and half in the shade because that's (laughs) our vibe. (laughs) If I put one of my albino tanned arms in the sun, I um, sizzle. Like, Mm -hmm. which one sizzles? The Wicker Witch of the West. Is that the one that sizzles in the end? Well, I think her aversions, aversions to um, water more so than sunlight, but Oh, sure. I thought it was... <laughs> oh, God, okay. <laughs> that better not get cut. That was essential. <laughs> that was essential to the podcast. All right. Look, okay. not a lot happened on Batchy this week, but uh-huh. I will say there's still somehow a lot to get through. <laughs> okay. So um, it is Bad Batcher Shit Case Week, though. For sure. Starting Good. with, the fir- for the first time ever, you sent me a link to an article about um, Bad Batch of Shit Cake being photographed yep. pashing Vaco at a cafe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time I'd actually seen an image of Vaco. But yes, someone who was a fan of the podcast did send me a picture of the two of them having a pash. Yes, and also um, every single other person who listens to the podcast sent me that same picture. <laughs> so I got it about 2,000 <laughs> times in my Insta. But, um, oh, look, I think it's... Even though queer baiting is gross, I mean, first of all, no, I don't believe that they're attracted to each other or in uh-huh. any kind of relationship. Um, I do think that, like, they're smart for getting cash while they can. Yeah. <laughs> like, they would have set those photos up with mm. whatever Daily Mail photographer took them for probably a, a pretty solid chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Sure. <laughs> what, like, what, what else are they going to get out of this, really? So, anyway, so that happened. It messed with the timeline for me because I didn't actually realise that they were all free and roaming the wild now. I thought that oh, they yes. were no. still in the polygamy palace or still on some sort of lockdown, but apparently they're just roaming free, living oh, their lives. So, yeah, it's it was filmed months ago. Uh-huh. So that's the weird thing is that it gets filmed, I think, of maybe two months in advance, maybe a bit more. And so then the winner and the bachelor can't see each other or say anything for that whole time oh. except for <laughs> Channel 10 um, sets up like one or two like weekend rendezvous in like secret locations for them mm. to... You know, because they're mm. to get they've started a new relationship, they've got to like see each other maybe once. <laughs> so they yeah, it's filmed like super far in advance, and that's uh-huh. why it's been funny this year because all the girls are going super rogue, like on their yeah. instas and stuff. It's meant to be tightly controlled, you mm. know, because they sign NDAs and all that. But I think the girls have realized, like, what's Channel Ten going to sue me for? Like, <laughs> you know, like. W- w- my makeup collection, like what? And so they're all just like F you guys and they're all just tweeting and Instagramming whatever. Mm. Um, it's all getting a bit out of control this year, but that's why I, that's when it's the funnest. Right. Um, so <laughs> we're going to talk about after we talk about this episode that um, on Thursday morning, 
Bad Batch of Shitcake went on Studio 10 and gave an interview that forced the show to make an immediate apology when they got back from the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> but we'll talk about that after. We'll get through the episode. We'll get through the episode. Okay. Okay, so we start off with um, speculation about who's going to get the single date and um, not everyone has had one yet. So at this point it's either going to go to Nikki, but everyone calls me Samantha, um, Bad Batch of Shitcake, uh-huh. Or Cheeser or bitchy Brazilian Mary. They're the four uh-huh. who haven't been on a single date. And mm-hmm. so if the next single date doesn't go to one of them, that's kind of humiliating because it means they've been lapped, essentially. That he'll start uh-huh. giving second single dates to girls when he hasn't even taken those four on their own. It's a major sign of disrespect uh-huh. in the Bachelor universe. Okay. Um, we haven't talked about bitchy Brazilian Mary a lot. Like I've brought mm. her up a bitch, turned up in the on the first night wearing like a big Brazilian feathered thing. Mm. Um, but she can sort of be trusted to always say quite outrageous things um, and give like great ridiculous talking head. And I've not really noticed it before because she's kind of a cartoon person. Like everything she says is a bit, <laughs> get it, girl. Like, you know, she's just like a walking catchphrase. Yeah. Um, but she's actually quite like, nasty like she's one of the big bitches in the house and so I've ranked the bitches that we've got in the house the main ones uh-huh. given last week and now this week so Persian princess Sagand is at the yeah. top she's just outright mean and nasty uh-huh. and then beneath her there's subtly bitchy oyster inseminator Helena who is super low-key and not overtly mean but just always happens to be there when there's bitch sessions going on. Like uh-huh. it's kind of like there's a bitchy conversation and then all of a sudden she slides out from behind a pot plant <laughs> and she's there. <laughs> so I just think she's like, hey, guys, what, who are we bitching about? Like she's just always, <laughs> always seems to be the common denominator in every bitchy conversation. And mm. then below her is bitchy Brazilian Mary who just kind of says things to the camera like, Get out of my face, girl. Don't you eye roll me. You need to pack it up and turn down the volume. Like, you know, like she just says stupid (laughs) shit like that. And that's why I've never really taken her seriously, but she just keeps going through and through and through and through and through. Uh And this week they've kind of depended on her to move a lot of the story forward, Mm. Um, which also means she's probably going because they're giving her camera time before she um, gets bounced. (laughs) Um, Country girl Ellie gets the single date, so... They have now been lapped. He's given a sing- okay. second single date to her. Um, they're all really <laughs> <laughs> scandal. <laughs> they're all really furious, and they all just kind of start joking around to Ellie, like, "Geez, what is this? The Ellie and Matt show?" And she's just so lovely. She's like, huh, and Abby's kind of like twitching and and forcing a smile, and she's like, "Should we all pack now? I suppose you're planning the wedding." Ah! Like she's kind of like <laughs> not <laughs> trying to keep it low key, but not quite managing it. <laughs> um, and they go on the date, and it's fine. They they um, are doing fire dancing, so they hold like sticks with fire at the end and do a dance. And literally, the date is so boring that ninety percent of the date is the OHNS person explaining to them <laughs> that fire is dangerous. <laughs> and <laughs> and then like there is so much of it. And then they do the dance and they, like, kiss a bit. Uh And, like, she's sweet and 
you can tell he really likes her, but she just doesn't have that sex goddess thing that some of the other girls have, like, mm. um, you know, like subtly bitchy Helena and Abby and and uh, wastewater management, management Chelsea with the abs. Mm. He, like with them, gets all like unable to speak. He's like, and he like can't handle it. But with Ellie, it's like the kisses are very like sweet and romantic and chaste and like, She's a bit mumsy, which is, like, I don't mean that, like, as in she's dowdy. Like, she's very mm. sexy and pretty, but she's just got a mumsy vibe. Like, uh-huh. you can already see her packing their kids' lunches and driving a Tarago. Like, that's yeah. her thing. So it's just a mm-hmm. very different dynamic between them. And I'm in two minds about whether she'll win because everyone is saying, like, on Twitter and everywhere, oh, it's so obvious Ellie's going to win. Like, she's so sweet and she's the front runner and... And that's what makes me think that she definitely won't because they never make it that obvious who's going to mm-hmm. win. But at the same time, they got so much bad blood from Honey Badger being such a um, dog C-word last year <laughs> that I don't think they want to piss people off again. So I'm like they're setting Ellie up to be this sweetheart who everybody loves mm-hmm. and if he breaks her heart, people will be mad. Oh. And I don't know if they want to do that. So uh-huh. I just don't know. Anyway. Um, we cut back to polygamy. Pa- Why are you laughing? This is are how you they laughing? Keep you watching. Because, like, this is how they keep you invested. Like, are you laughing even because of you, how deeply like, I've thought about it? Yeah, it's it's a lot, but that just says a lot about the fact that these people are clearly getting paid to do a job that they do very, very, very well. Because if you, who are like a master of the format, and you understand <laughs> it inside out. Are and still even I perplexed can't tell. about what's going on. I know. They're playing you, even you. Those efforts. So I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I know the Channel 10 people hate me, but God, I have so much respect for these producers. They're <laughs> evil geniuses. Um, so they cut back to the polygamy palace while those two are on their boring fire date with the OHS guy. And this is where we get the first mention of Bad Batch of Shitcake having a crush on a crew member. So it's kind of obvious. Oh, I forgot that was coming. Yes, that's this episode. So it's, but it's kind of obvious that the producers are orchestrating her takedown from the word go. Like Uh it's not just like she has a crush on a crew member and one person sees one random thing and she's busted and that's it. Like the producers facilitate this crush to the point where they basically planned it. Like, Uh so we're at the Polygamy Palace and we see bitchy Brazilian Mary and Nikki, but I'm a Samantha, (laughs) and Chelsea, um, the scientist with the abs, are all talking about how she has a crush on this crew member and they think it's wrong and blah, 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 blah. And, um, And it's just like, oh, so you just happen to be talking about how she's talked about this. And they're talking about Uh how she calls him her plan B. And I'm like, well, that's just smart to have one of those. Um, And then they cut to Mary and Mary goes, it makes sense why Rachel's lips are so big. They're full of secrets. Oh, God. (laughs) So this is the kind of stuff she says. (laughs) And I'm thinking like, no, they're full of self-respect. Like Mm. she signed up. She signed up really, for like a Gold Coast personal trainer slash hen's party dancer with a Mm -hmm. sick arm tat 
And she turns <laughs> up and there's a nerdy astrophysicist <laughs> slash banker. And she's just like, what the F? And he's clearly not interested in her. She's not interested in him. So she's seen some sweaty crew member carrying some heavy shit. And she's like, yes, thanks. Like, <laughs> she's the only one smart enough to go and explore other options. Um, <laughs> do they refer to him by name or do they just no, keep calling they him keep the call- crew member? No, they keep calling him Plan B because she has jokingly referred. So he's just called Plan B. We never know who it is. We never see him. I say, show us, cowards. Um, But apparently he has a girlfriend anyway, so it's like, oh, it was all in her head (laughs) in the end. Um, So the next bit of proof that this is a total bad batch of shit cake stitch-up is after this conversation with the girls, like, uh, introducing the topic of her Plan B, they cut to Abby and she just happens to be sitting on one of the couches talking to Bad Batch of Shitcake about the fact she has a crush on this crew member. Uh-huh. And she's basically just saying he's more her type of guy anyway and why the F not? Like, she's mm. like, Astro Bashy's barely talked to me, so why wouldn't I go after this guy? And um, <laughs> Abby's just totally encouraging it. Like, she's laughing and nodding and telling her to go for it and you're just like, well, yeah, I would too. Um, And then she goes, and this is where I think she might be a secret genius. She goes, I think my plan B is more suited to me because it's a smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, (laughs) good looking, (laughs) nice, funny. He lives near me. Hopefully he doesn't lose his job. And then she goes, there are boys outside who want to F me and I'm going to hit one up. And I was like, is she the smartest person on this show? I think she is. I just love that she started using the SMART acronym for her goal, S-M-A, and then just gave up and went for good looking smag. Specific, (laughs) measurable, attainable, good looking (laughs) smag. That's what what I need. I need a specific, measurable, attainable, good looking man. I need Uh a smag man. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) <laughs> and can you imagine how flattering it would be for him to have everyone on set telling him that, oh, by the way, your bad batch of shit cakes plan B. So yes. you're his mag man. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna keep going. So um she's just had that conversation with Abby where she secretly revealed herself to be a genius. And mm. then at that very <laughs> moment. On a separate couch, a mere five feet away, mm. bitchy Brazilian Mary and Nikki, but really I'm a Samantha, are still bitching about it and mm. they're still basically like, it's just wrong. And it's like Matt can date as many of us as he likes, but, like, she's looking elsewhere? How is that fair? Like, how <laughs> dare she? And, and like, just because her boyfriend has, like, bathed in another woman's vag juice and he hasn't even kissed her. Like, how dare she look anywhere else? And they're just, like, really indignant and unhappy and pissed mm-hmm. off and how dare she and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary then says to Nikki, but really I'm a Samantha, I'm going to tell Astro Bachi at the cocktail party. And Nikki, but I'm a Samantha, goes, oh, you're Bad. <laughs> and then that's the end of that. So this has been very orchestrated. So, so so far we've seen three very convenient conversations about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Cut to the group date and, oh, my God, 
I wasn't going to read this whole thing out, but I feel like I have to. Uh-huh. In what is absolute proof that, like, there is nothing going on in this episode except for this stitch-up of Rachel that the producers have orchestrated, and now this, Osha literally spends about 45 minutes explaining what the next date is <laughs> and how it works. Like, this is time filler to the max, and uh-huh. I'm going to read it to you. You know those um, old skits on Whose Line Is It Anyway where the two guys sit there and they pretend to be on an infomercial? So uh-huh. that's kind of like what is what happens at the start of this group date. So uh-huh. Osha and Astro Bachi are standing there and a bunch of people tweeted me and told me they were in Wollongong, which I thought was hilarious because they've gone from the Seni <laughs> Coast to the Gong. Um, <laughs> they're standing by a beach and Osha turns to Matt and goes, mm. Now, Matt. You're a well-traveled man. When you travel, (laughs) do you travel light or do you bring everything but the kitchen sink? And Matt goes, I definitely like to travel light, Oshi. I hate bringing unnecessary things with me. It's cumbersome and slows you down. (laughs) And Oshi goes, that's a very important point, Matt. And you know what? It relates to getting into a new relationship because to give a new relationship the very best shot at success, you can't bring any kind of woes or worries or fears from an old relationship along. You've got to leave that emotional baggage behind you. And that, ladies, is what today's date is all about. And then he goes, now, as you can see, Each of you has some baggage next to you. They've each got a little suitcase there. He goes, Uh inside it, you'll find a label. On that label, I would like you to write down whatever you think is holding you back from starting a new relationship. I want you to take that emotional baggage and then stick it on your actual baggage. And it's important that you know at the end of the date, whoever Matt thinks showed the most courage facing their fears will receive a rose. Do you think it's over, Jacob? It's not. Now, (laughs) I'd like to thank every one of you (laughs) for being so honest about the fears you have about going into a new relationship. But just when you thought, and Osha says this, but just when you thought this is the lamest group date ever, who was thinking that? (laughs) He turns to Matt and goes, Matt, what is your plan to release these fears? (laughs) And Matt goes, well, the real way we're going to let go of our emotional baggage is, and he points to the sky, from up there. And then Oshie goes, that's right, ladies, you and Matt will be getting over one fear by facing another. All of you are going to jump out of a, and I and I still don't really understand why he felt it pains to point this out. Osha goes, all of you are going to jump out of a perfectly functioning aircraft. <laughs> and that is literally the explanation that was needed for this day. And... <laughs> This is not a group date. This is group therapy. So basically they just had to write a fear on a sticker and then they're going skydiving. (laughs) But we needed to fill some time. (laughs) So Oshi pulled off what may have been the presenting performance of his career. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And so (laughs) then they they go skydiving. (laughs) Okay. Out of a, I feel it's important to point this out again, Perfectly Perfectly functioning functioning. aircraft. (laughs) Uh 
<laughs> um, yeah, so that's the date. Um, cocktail party. Do Wait, you do qu- they show it? Do they show them oh, jumping? Yeah, do they show? I mean, do they actually show I- footage of them expressing their fears first? Oh yeah, like their they baggage? they each stuck a thing on a suitcase, and you know, one of them was like, "I'm scared of heartbreak," and another one was like, "I'm scared of." being um like caged in and I'm scared mm. of whatever and and Matt and Oshie are like very brave, very uh-huh. brave indeed. And uh-huh. then they all just jump out of the plane. I mean I didn't and really write it down because I thought how do it's not funny to Does he pick to someone you. who gets the rose for being the most vulnerable? Oh yeah. Uh Chinese tourism robot gets the rose because um she was scared but she did it anyway. It's a real thrill ride, this one. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> can't can, believe you can thought you this see was why, boring. Can you see why I'm itching to skip ahead? <laughs> okay. Cocktail party. <laughs> Focus of the party is immediately on Bad Batch of Shit Cake. Like, we're not messing around. This is all about her and how she's busting to give that crew member a handy. So. <laughs> She says, she says <laughs> in a talking head that um, she's like, oh, I don't really care about speaking to Matt tonight because I'm just really excited to see Plan B. <laughs> so she's just, she's given up. She's just psyched to see her, see her man. Um, we cut to the girls sitting around talking and they're all really upset. They're like, they're, and they're like, look, someone needs to tell him like, I think this would really gut him. He'd be devastated. And I'm thinking he wouldn't give a shit. Like, he is not interested in her at all. Like, he wouldn't care. And then it's such terrible acting. Like, you can tell the producers in their attempt to orchestrate this whole drama have mm. had to get them to say certain things. So we get a lot of, but how will he find out? Is someone going to tell him? <gasps> Who's going to tell him? And then bitchy Brazilian Mary is, I will be the one. Um, and so she marches on over mm. to um, Astro Bachi and, um, and she, for some reason, knows that Bad Batch of Shit Cake has written her name and number on a piece of paper. So she's like, there's a piece of paper with her name and her number and she's going to give it to Plan B. But there's no, it's very like... Um, unspecific language, like she never says, I saw it or mm. I know this is happening. It's just like clearly a producer told her to say it. Mm. Um, and then we see Bad Batch of Shit Cake um, walk out the front of the house because a producer has asked her to come and have an interview out the front. So clearly uh-huh. they're trying to get her out of the way while uh-huh. all this like funny business is happening out the back. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> so Bishy Brazilian Mary sits on mm. a couch with, Astro Batchy, and I'm pretty sure it's the first one-on-one conversation they've ever had. And she's like, I don't want to look like a gossip and I really hate telling you this. I really do. And I hate being involved in this drama that has made me one of the central people of this entire episode. Um, But I really feel like you deserve to know. And it's really hard for me to say this, except she's like smiling the whole time. And she's like... "Um, Bad batch of shit cake. Um, no, she doesn't say that. She goes, there's some, there's a girl in the house who um, has a crush on someone else. It's a crew member and the girl is bad batch of shit cake. And Astro Bachi gets this look on his face just like, uh, okay, like he doesn't give an F. Like, but he knows, like, oh, now I've got to F and deal with this. 
drama uh-huh. tonight. Okay. And because he's all like science and gathering the evidence, he goes up mm-hmm. to a producer and he's like, what's going on with this bad batch of shit cake business? I mean, mm-hmm. Brazilian Mary just told me something was going on, but she's also a psycho gossip, so it may not mm-hmm. be true. And the, yeah. producer, <laughs> the producer goes, um, well, actually, there is a little bit more to this. And then he hands Astro Batchy the piece of paper and he goes, this ended up in a crew member's pocket and we checked the number and it's her number. And then there's like super dramatic like drum music. And then right at that moment, Bad Batch of Shit Cake is out the front being interviewed about her plan B and they're encouraging her. They're asking her, so why do you like him and how did it happen? And tell us, girl. And so (laughs) they get Astro Batchy to sneak up behind her so that she can't see him and she thinks that she's just standing there giving, like, talking head. And, um, (laughs) And then right at the moment he's right behind her a producer said, so what do you think's going on with Plan B? And she goes, well, look, I don't feel bad having a Plan B. Like, I like him and I'm going to message him when I get out. So now he's got my contact details. And then Astro Batchy goes, hey, Rachel. And she goes, oh, f*** hello. (laughs) 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 And she looks at the camera and she knows she's busted. But it's also the first time in her eyes that she's like, you guys set me the F yeah, up. Like she's yeah. finally realised what has happened. Yeah. And then um, Astro Batchy goes, I think I overheard that there's a uh, plan B, as it were, which oh. I'm sure she doesn't understand that expression. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she just panics and she's like, I was just doing it for a laugh. And, and all the girls talk about, you know, like their plan B. And and I'm sorry, I have to keep swearing, but this is how she talks. She's like, oh, f- me, it was a joke. Like, all the girls are just trying to make me look bad. This is a fucking stitch up. <laughs> and she's just kind of going, ah, um, I don't know, uh, like she's freaking. And he is brutal. He is cold as ice. So he's there standing there and he's holding mm. a glass of scotch mm. and he just slowly takes a sip from it as he looks at her. But he's not saying anything. He's just letting her stutter and drop F-bombs and freak. Mm. And at this stage I feel sorry for her because she's clearly been set up and she's clearly not an intellectual match for him. Mm. But he's putting her in front of the cameras and just being really mean and yeah. sitting there judgy scotch drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he just lets her kind of peter herself out with her excuses and he and he kind of lowers his glass of scotch and he and he turns to a producer and he goes, can we get a car organised, please? Oh. <laughs> it's ice cold. <laughs> it's so good. And then he walks her to the limo, and this is the best. He opens the door, and as she gets in, and and as she's getting in, it's, like, really awkward because she's in this tight dress that she can barely walk in, let alone sit in, so she kind of, like, like falls into the car. <laughs> And as he's closing the door, she looks up at him and she goes, you f***ing dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he shuts the door and the limo drives away. <laughs> oh, I love it. So it was like the best exit line of The Bachelor ever. And I know yeah. we just had to beep a lot, but yeah. I really just had to 
you can't. It's you have yeah. to do it justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. she was saying. I love her so much. Do they beep it in the show, or do they just? Um, yeah, they beep it in the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They beep um, it in the show. Um, it's such a shame she didn't call him a bunch of dog c words. Well, okay. So <laughs> we'll get. Hold on a second. <laughs> so um, at the. They still have a rose ceremony. So everybody assumes because he sent her home that there'll still be a rose ceremony, um, that there won't be a rose ceremony, but there is. And at the rose ceremony, he picks Abby first, which is like a huge sign that she's back in his good books and uh-huh. things are okay after the uh-huh. dog C-word debacle. Uh-huh. Um, and Nikki, but actually I'm a Samantha, gets <laughs> voted out. And so <laughs> that's oh, the end of the episode. Well, yeah, because she was kind of the house mascot and everybody yeah. kind of loved her, but then I don't like her anymore because mm. they got eliminated on the same night. They did the interview rounds the next day and uh-huh. this is when they were on Studio 10 together. Uh-huh. And I was watching it in real time because uh-huh. <laughs> I was getting ready to um, go to work mm. and they were loose Units. So um, Nikki, but really I'm a Samantha, had clearly pre-written a bunch of witty Samantha Jones-esque <laughs> lines. Like at one point she was like, um, and I this I found this kind of offensive and not funny. She was like, oh, haha, I'm not upset. I mean, why would I want to date a 40-year-old lesbian? Like <laughs> saying that that's what <laughs> Astro Bachi looks like. I'm like, well, first of all, not all lesbians look like It's just problematic for so many reasons. And then yep. at another point she was like, um, she was like, oh, um, getting rejected was, no, wait, 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 I need to get this right in my head. Getting rejected was colder than a woman's eggs on IVF. Oh. Like she'd clearly oh, written these lines. Like she was like, I'm doing one interview on Studio 10. This is my TV audition. Yeah. This is my chance <laughs> to like get a regional radio gig. Like Nikki, but I'm a Samantha, was gunning for that radio gig big time. Um, and Bad Batch of Shitcake was kind of just sitting there like, I don't care. I got my plan B. And they were like, how's your plan B? And she was like, oh, well, he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> so this is obviously she got out and found out, found out he had a girlfriend. But then God love her. She's like, but I've got a plan C and a plan D and a plan E and a plan F. Like she's got all these plans. So she's fine. And then right before the break, Sarah Harris um, says to them, okay, so have you got any final words for um, Astro Batchy? <laughs> and Nikki, um, but I'm a Samantha, clearly thinks this is her um, best joke, goes, oh, you know, I can't say I'm sorry for not ending up with a 40-year-old lesbian. So she says it again. And then Rachel goes, I'll keep mine soon. <laughs> I'm going to she goes, this is on live television and I'm standing there with a GHD in my hand, sugar-free Red Bull in the other, watching, and she goes, oh, yeah, I'll keep it simple, you f***ing dog. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah Harris goes white as sheep <laughs> and, like, um, what's that guy's name? Joe Hildebrand and and um, and what's Carl uh, Stefanovic's ex-wife? Oh. They just all freak out. And Sarah Harris goes, "Ladies, oh you can't say that. Oh, we need to cut." So they just cut to a commercial break, like they're freaked. And then they come back from, the, and I'm just screaming in my living room, <laughs> like, I'm like, "Yeah!" <laughs> 
they come back from the commercial break and it's like Sarah Harris, it's like it's very sombre and it's like we really have to apologise. Um, both those ladies used incredibly offensive language because obviously over the break they've informed them that it's also offensive, you know, the lesbian yeah. thing. And she's like both those ladies use incredibly offensive language and, and you know, this is a live show and then we didn't realise and, and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it went viral within like five minutes. Like. Uh-huh. In my Uber on my way to work, it was already on like junky pedestrian. It was all over yeah. Twitter that like Bad mm. Batch of Sheet Cake is basically an Australian legend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. So <laughs> uh-huh. that was that episode. Right. <laughs> With look, added Studio 10. <laughs> I, I feel like it's definitely worked in Studio 10's favor. I had oh, no yeah. idea what the hell it was. Didn't even know it was a thing. And now there's so many people just like me are going to know that Studio 10 is a thing. I know, right? Because at first I was like, I asked Dina, our producer, oh, can you find me that clip? And then I said, oh, do you think they would even have it on? Like, mm. have they even posted it? And of course they have. <laughs> like, mm. They've posted it everywhere. They want mm. everyone to see it. So. Yeah. Beeped and in the clip, though. I saw I, it live, my friend. <laughs> Speaking of seeing things live, it's so great. Every time that you quote Nikki, but I'm really a Samantha, you put one or both of your hands on, on your my hips. hips. Did you realise you do Re- No, I'm just that much of a method actor, Jacob. <laughs> really, I'm a Samantha. <laughs> we'll have to cut that into a clip for socials. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Oh, these producers, wow, oh, they... They really are vicious. I'm kind of scared of them. Neck level this season. They have just, I, t- I think it's maths. I think it's Married at First Sight has made them pick up their game because yeah, it's right. been awesome. I wonder if it's a course you can take at university. Well, How to be an I think- evil but effective <laughs> producer on a reality <laughs> dating show. I don't think I wouldn't need the course. I would produce the most entertaining season of Bachelor the world has ever seen. Get me in there, brah. Like, I, oh, you don't even know. I would. I hope that challenge is accepted. Oh, man, mm. I, yeah, I would just, it would be awesome. Okay, so Thursday night's episode. Um, meanwhile, I was already exhausted because I'd started the day off with Studio 10, so <laughs> I felt like there was nowhere to go but down, but, um, <laughs> It Look, to be honest, it wasn't a great episode. Um, we open with lots of bitching about how country girl Ellie is basically already the winner. Like mm-hmm. after getting after her getting the second date on Wednesday night, all the girls are like, she's already won. Why are we even here? And Abby is just like, over my sexy dead body. Like she's like <laughs> not going to let this happen. So there's a group date where they... Um, learn how to do circus skills and, like, those um, silky things that Pink does in all her concerts, you know, how uh-huh. you hang on to yep. the silk yep. hanging from the ceiling Aerial and silks. swing yep. around and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to mention here that the instructor at the circus place had a wax moustache. You know how, like, those <laughs> hipsters who you picture riding around on a penny farthing and bringing yeah. a typewriter to a pub? Yeah. He had a moustache that he had waxed the ends of. Oh, but, handlebar. But no, but they were like 20 centimetres long and up in the air. Oh, Kinda Salvador like, Dali. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but Salvador Dali slash Yosemite Sam. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, so Astro Bachi picks Ellie for the first little practice and then he picks Abby for a practice. And so there's like bitchy, bitching, bitching, like Ellie and Abby are the winners and it's not fair. And Abby just gets right in there and she's like, I am going to sex up circus, like I'm going to make circus sexy. And like at one point she's upside down sort of hanging above him and, and they cut to a talking head of her going, my boobs look great from this angle and I know Matt's enjoying it. Like I love that she just does it. She knows how hot she is and she's like, if I can get my boobs in his face, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, and the producers are also clearly giving her and Ellie all the sexy physical moves to practice with him. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like you two wrap your legs around his head and clench. <laughs> and then they turn to the other girls and they're like, you guys squat like you're doing a shit. <laughs> like that's sort of the difference between it. Like it's clearly designed to piss off all the other girls. Yeah. Um, and Abby wins the challenge or I didn't, I'm not even sure what the challenge was. Mm. And um, they, her and Astro Bachi get to do like a silk routine dance together. Like that's her prize. They get to do uh-huh. this romantic thing. And um she gives talking at and she's basically just like, suck it, Ellie. Like she just doesn't care that she's the sweet-ass farm girl. She's like, mm. I'm the sexy winner. <laughs> and it really does turn into a total sex fest. Like if you can picture that first photo date where she was dressed as a slave and there was like mm. vag juice perfume just leaking from her pores, mm. this is them like wearing leotards intertwined hanging from the ceiling and like she is playing it up so much I don't even think she realizes like at one point he's rubbing chalk on her hands like you know that Mm. they do for grip Mm. and he rubs chalk on her hands and she goes (laughs) but it actually was like he started laughing because I think she just forgot she was just doing a sexy noise for everything and didn't realize oh this one's out of context (laughs) like she just was doing it for (laughs) but she's so good at being sexy. Mm. It's like a magic power. Like mm. I, I don't begrudge her for it, man. Yeah. Like she's super sexual and she totally admits it. She's just like, and she says to the camera, I'm really horny right now and I just want to pass him all day. Like I wish we weren't <laughs> doing this circus thing. And like I think she's really unpopular with the other girls because women are expected to be quite coy about Mm. that stuff just to get Mm. serious for a moment. And women who are quite overtly sexual and very confident and at ease with their sexuality Mm. um, are intimidating Mm. to other women, particularly Mm. women who aren't. Um, And he is just legit like, I want to kiss her. And halfway through, they rehearse this silk dance and halfway through it, he just stops doing the silk dance and just reaches across and grabs her and they just pash hanging in the air. And it's like a really intense pash. It's like a, like, almost bumping teeth pash. Like, that is how much they're just trying to insert their heads into each other's mouths. <laughs> like, it's big time. Is um, this in front of all the other girls? No, no, no. This is just them uh-huh. alone. Uh-huh. Um, and then they go to a magic sex couch and they pash some more. And she plays it super perfectly. Like she tells him how serious she is about him and like mm. how much she can see them together. And she gets a bit teary, which he really loves because it's like <laughs> vulnerability. Mm. But then they cut to her giving a talking head and she is talking about how much she likes him and she starts crying during the talking head. And I'm like, oh, girl, don't you really? He's not watching. Like, yeah. but, <laughs> but she still cries. And I was like, maybe it's real. I don't know. But she's, 
if it's real or not, it's 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 smooth moves. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously, back at the polygamy prison, the girls are having a huge bitch about her, and bitchy Brazilian Mary is like telling the other girls who weren't on the date, like her boobs are just hanging out all over the place, and like she's a sale person, salesperson, and she's selling herself to him, and it's like, well. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the show. That's, like, yeah, <laughs> that's what we're doing here. <laughs> thanks and then, for tuning in. Yeah, yes, thanks, Mary. And then Persian Princess Sigand goes, "I have to do something about this." Oh, that's right. She's got it out for her. I know, and it's like, what are you gonna do, Sigand? What? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, and then oh, wastewater management. Um, Chelsea the smart scientist with abs, goes on. She now gets her second date with him. So now there's just no illusion that girls who haven't had first dates are getting them. He's he's already moved on, giving second ones to the others. And their date is to abseil down some building in Sydney. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of boring. But uh-huh. all the girls are pissed that she got this second date because Cheesa and bitchy Brazilian Mary mm. are the two girls left who haven't had it. So, I mean, it's kind of obvious at this point they're going home and they're all furious that Chelsea got to go abseil down this building. But can you guess who they're angry with, even though Chelsea is the one who has gone on a date? Abby. Abby, of course. (laughs) Everything's Abby's fault all the time. (laughs) So the girls are all sitting around the polygamy prison while they're off on their date, and they Mm. ask Abby if she feels threatened that Chelsea is on a second date with him. Mm. And Abby's like, no, not really, because we have a really good connection. And so, of course, they're all like, what an effing bitch. Like, how dare she not feel, like, self-hatred and insecurity. Like, they're all so angry that she, like, says she kind of feels okay. And then, and i got to be honest, Abby is not helping herself here. <laughs> she starts getting teary in front of the girls mm. and it's like, keep it together, babe. She goes, she goes, I just like him so much. And, um, and then, oh, God, she, she really shouldn't say this to them. She goes, <laughs> and I don't take the L word lightly, but I mm. did tell him last night that I could definitely... <laughs> <laughs> see myself falling in love with him. And <laughs> she, <laughs> I swear to God, like subtly bitchy oyster inseminator Helena, who of course is subtly close by and bitching about this, turns yeah. to Persian princess again and just goes, oh, this is painful to watch. And stage five pubes dealer Emma just straight up rolls her eyes and drops an F-bomb. Like there's just <laughs> a shot of her going, oh, and like they beep it. And I should, why did Abby do Like, you don't have to tell them that. Like, yeah. the only way I can describe it is I think, I think she genuinely does really like him, mm. but I also think she very much likes winning. And so I think she likes the feeling of telling them this stuff because it makes them jealous. Yep. And I think she likes making them jealous. I mean, and do you? Known- no, you go. I've known similar people that when they really commit to a role and a character, they just take it that little bit too far, <laughs> yes. hence their hand chalk orgasm and hence their <sighs> tearing up at every possible opportunity <laughs> when talking about just how deeply she's feeling. Yeah, But he seems to love it. Like, he seems mm. totally on board, but I think doing it in front of the girls was like, oh, babe. Mm. 
bad move. Um, and then they they are so after she says that and all the girls bitch about her, they cut to her giving great talking head as usual. She just looks at the camera and goes, Oh, of course I'm confident that he's into me. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? <laughs> like you, she's just Babe, stop. Quit while you're ahead. Like, I like her, though. I think she's hilarious. Um, and 23? 23. Did you say she's 23? She's yeah. 23. Yeah. Yeah, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's winning a really tough contest to win. I'd mm. want to show off, too, if I was winning, mm-hmm. especially that dude's peen. Um <laughs> So back at the date with water waste management girl, Chelsea, um, they're just abseiling, boring, boring, boring. Then they go to Magic Sex Couch and talk about science and sit-ups and she gets a rose and that's it. And, like, I sort of thought maybe she was a front runner, but then he says this thing that made me feel like she's not going to win. They cut to him doing a talking head and he goes, she's so beautiful inside and out. And then he goes, she deserves someone who will make her feel that way every day. And the vibe of it is kind of like, she's a lovely girl. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I don't know. But it could be misdirect. These batchy producers have got me messed up in the head. Like, uh-huh. I can always pick the winner and I'm at a loss uh-huh. um, this year. I don't know. So I don't, maybe she's got it. I don't know. He really likes her abs. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they cut to the girls talking about her and, to her, they really like her um, mm. because she's the opposite of Abby. Like, she doesn't show off about this stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, at one point one of them says, she's a dark horse, but she doesn't even know she's a dark horse. And all the girls are like, oh. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like Abby has really misread the situation. Like, all you have to do if you're a woman is act humble. Like, women mm-hmm. aren't allowed to be overly confident. Mm-hmm. Um, cocktail party. Mm-hmm. So... The chats the girls are having at this party is basically about um, bitchy Brazilian Mary and Cheesa and how it's mm-hmm. going to be one of them that's going home. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, my God, I love this so much. By far the best part of this cocktail party is Persian Princess Sagand. Mm. Remember how she said she had to do something about this? Yeah. She gets desperate. <laughs> so <laughs> she gives a talking head and she says... I'm a little worried about the sexual chemistry between Matt and Abby. Mm. So I think it's time for me to show him that side of myself. Uh. Cut to <laughs> she struts out into the garden wearing a full belly dancing outfit. <laughs> she takes Astro Bachi, forces him into a chair and gives the most awkward lap hybrid belly dance I've ever seen in my life, and <laughs> like, it is so <laughs> sad. Like, she starts off super confident. She's like shaking her hips around, mm. but as it goes on and on, she realizes it isn't really landing oh. the way she wants it to. And his face looks more frightened than turned on. And then she yeah. gets a bit panicked, and it gets a bit pathetic. And mm. I would feel bad for her, except she's really nasty and mean. Yeah. So I kind of found it really satisfying watching her embarrass herself so abysmally. <laughs> and you know how Astro Bachi, like, he does that thing where he can't talk around the sexy girls and he's like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. like, that is not 
what happens. Like, he is like <laughs> desperately looking around for a table with cheese that he can just <laughs> shove her mouth in. Like he wants out of there. And then he just, and she does this sexy dance and it kind of, there's no, because it's just this instrumental music, like there's no end to it. And so then she kind of just stops dancing <laughs> and then he looks up at her and he goes, oh, so have you taken classes? <laughs> and she goes, and she goes, no, I just used to be really obsessed with Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> Satisfying oh. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that is one way to run interference, yeah. And Abby was laughing so much. She was crying. Like it was an awesome full circle moment. It was I, amazing. Like what couldn't... I wouldn't give to watch some of the girls who bullied me at school belly dance and be <laughs> completely sexually rejected by a man right in front of them. What so everyone was I watching. Wouldn't, they were all watching and <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it was in the middle of the cocktail party. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. It was so great. Okay. <laughs> I will admit there are moments in this show that make for really good TV. Yes. I just really wish she'd used the line, I have to do something. <laughs> I have to do something. Using my sexuality. <laughs> yes. Please don't say using your sexuality. <laughs> using my sexuality. Then, as if that can be topped, it can't really. <laughs> Sweet country girl Ellie is also really intimidated by um, Abby's Sexuality. So sweet country girl Abby's like, I, Abby's, I mean, Ellie is like, I also need to do something using my sexuality. <laughs> so she goes over to Astro Bachi and she's like, I've got a present for you. And he's like, Ooh, what is it? And they go over to a little private place and she's like, This is something you're going to need when you meet my family. Wink. We're going to go a long way. And he opens the present and inside there's a flanny. And she's like, oh, because I'm from a farm. It's a flanny. And you're like, oh, that's cute. But then, oh, I wasn't expecting a sexy move like this from Ellie. She's like, I think you should put it on now. And she starts unbuttoning his shirt, (laughs) like his dress shirt, and she takes it off. So then he's standing there completely shirtless and then all the girls at the cocktail party are like, what the F? Why is Ellie taking her shirt off? Why didn't I think of that? And then she puts the flannel on him and it's like this funny, like, moment and, like, but it's kind of like you can't hate her because it's like hating the nicest mum in the world. <laughs> like, it's almost like she's putting the flanny on him. So she's like, oh, yeah, I just want to check for sizing. All right, thanks. And like, that's, it's not. She tries. She tries. You'll grow into it. <laughs> You'll grow into it. Like, <laughs> so, you know, Sagand and Abby, Ellie threw their hats into the sexual ring, <laughs> as uh-huh. it were. Um, <laughs> rose ceremony. So it's obviously still feels like it's between bitchy Brazilian Mary and Cheezer. And Cheezer, bless her Gold Coast heart, is finally interested in him now that she's 
seen him without his shirt on and realises that he has Gold Coast-style muscles. Uh. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> they cut to a talking head and she goes, now that I've seen him with his top off, I really want to stay. <laughs> so she's, she's suddenly... the first time they're seeing him shirtless? Well, some of them, yeah. Like Abby has seen him shirtless, of course, because um, she's like... I just pictured him walking around with his top off half the time. Well, yeah, half the time when he's like jogging and doing contemplative thinking on the beach, but that's uh-huh. not when they're there. Okay. So uh-huh. only a couple of them have had the honour. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> what privilege. And Abby, Abby's actually really funny. She's like, I don't know what the big deal is. I've seen him without his shirt off heaps of times. Like, keep making those <laughs> girls love you, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> what an endearing gal you are. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, Cheezer suddenly really wants to stay because um, she thinks, oh, add a few tats to that bod and he'll fit right in on the Goldie. Um <laughs> And they think one of them's going to go, but then Oshie's like, surprise, bitches, I'm wearing a kick-ass blue velvet blazer just so I can tell you that two of you are going tonight. Psych! (laughs) And then he goes, and so two are going, Mm. and it is the two you think. It's Mm -hmm. bitchy Brazilian Mary, Mm -hmm. God bless the walking catchphrase, and Cheezer. And the best thing is Cheezer, well, I feel mean saying the best thing, but it kind of is the best thing. She starts crying because she didn't expect it. And oh. then and then she says, as all the girls come to give her a hug, she says, I really did not think I would be going home. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> babe, you were going home the second he went in for that cheese yes. three episodes ago. <laughs> the, the absolute supreme confidence yeah. to assume that men are attracted to you is a confidence I have never had. And I admire it, man. What a, like, to have that much confidence combined with that lack of self-awareness. Yeah. What a dream. It's remarkable that she was there for that long after he chose to take a mouthful of cheese rather than give her a polite kiss. I know. (laughs) But that's the thing. They've chocked it full of so many crazies that in season one where she would have been legit the craziest one who lasted Mm. three hours, Mm. she has now lasted to, what was this, episode nine? (laughs) Like She was in the middle of the bell curve. She really was. And I was very sorry to see her go. And if... If there's a chance of anyone dropping another F-bomb or C-bomb on live television mm. after they get kicked out, I think that chance dies with her. So we'll wait to see what she does on, you know, <laughs> Friday morning. But <laughs> I feel like Studio 10 is going to be on high alert this week after oh, that. Oh, my God, it was. It, <laughs> i tell you what, it was better than an orgasm. It was... <laughs> It was the highlight of my day. <laughs> Tell you, Jacob, big week. So I don't know. I think not a lot's going to happen from here on out. I mean, the most exciting thing about the teaser for next week is that some past Bachelor couples come to give Astro Bachi some advice. Because they're still together. Yeah, a couple of them are. Oh, good um, for them. One, No, one of them are married and have had a baby. Mm. Another couple have had a baby. Another couple are still together, except the guy is a personal trainer and now he's decided he wants to be an actor on Neighbours, so I don't know how long that's going (laughs) to last. Um, But, I mean, when it's successful, it is very successful. And Mm -hmm. when it's disastrous, it's extremely disastrous. (laughs) So 
The good ones are coming next week. I would right. much prefer the shitty ones to come, but. <laughs> well, maybe that'll be the following week. What are your I thoughts, reckon, comments? Um, based on what I know of this type of format, I think the fact they've had two double eliminations means that they're getting ready to bring people back in the later episodes. Oh, so. no one ever comes back. Well, they haven't in the past, but they seem to be not unless all sorts of new rules. Unless he regrets sending someone home and asks for them to be brought back, mm. but that won't happen because everyone who's been sent home so crap far has been like unlovable stunt cast. Okay. So, right. I mean, I think. Well, I mean, what will happen now is that each it it's like the stakes are raised because each girl who's there is like a possible winner, except for Persian Princess Sagand after that humiliating display. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they're all kind of possible winners now, so I don't know. Uh-huh. And how many are left? Oh, God. Why do you ask me questions with details? I think like six or seven. Okay. Six right. or seven of them. Yeah. Mostly all the nondescript blondes. It's all just so bizarre to me that <laughs> he had the... He had the gall to send someone home for daring to have feelings for someone other than him when he <laughs> is publicly dating a dozen girls at the same time. I know, and it was so ice cold. He just took a drink from his scotch and went, can we get a car over here, please? <laughs> As Nikki, but I'm a Samantha, would say, ice cold, just like an IVF woman's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh wow. bless her heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's any other questions? I okay. How diverse is the cast that's left over now? Uh, I'm pretty sure. It feels like it started well, very diverse. Well, after Mary based on what you left, who was the uh, one of two women of color, the other mm. being Persian Princess Sagand. I think it's just Sagand. Sagand might. E- even be the only brunette left. Oh, no. Um, there's also stage five pubes dealer Emma. She's a brunette, but the rest of them are blonde, tanned blondes. Mm-hmm. So he has a type, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we're getting to the pointy end now. <laughs> How invested are you? Can you tell by the tone of my voice <laughs> that, I'm su- that I'm super ecstatic that all the crazies have left? <laughs> Do I seem thrilled about it? <laughs> I mean, that oh. I spent 10 minutes recounting Oshi as an infomercial. <laughs> Can you tell we're running out of material here? <laughs> Next few episodes are going to be uh, hey man, 10 minutes that was, or less. That was one of my finest performances. <laughs> yes, it really was. <laughs> it was great. It was one of, actually, I should say, one of his. Also, Oshi had a baby last week. Oh, congrats, Osh. I know. And were you quoting him verbatim that whole speech? Yes, that was verbatim. (laughs) I didn't. I thought I made that clear. I didn't have to write that. That was the verbatim 45-minute long explanation of what that day was. Wow. (laughs) I know. I transcribed that. It took me a long time. It took me a lot of... Stops and starts. Well, you're I put, right. He I put deserves some work a gold into this Sometimes, 
He really does, for that alone. And for Wednesday night, he wore a burgundy velvet blazer and Thursday night it was a um, deep, like, blue velvet blazer. He's in a velvet Indigo. phase. Indigo, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so that's, that's pretty much that. Mm-hmm. Unless you've got anything else, I say we bounce. Bounce. I, bounce. I'd need to go bounce. mourn for Bad Batch of Shit Cake and Cheezer in two nights. It's <laughs> a huge loss. Yeah. Dog. <laughs> oh my god! You should have seen our producer Felix just then, like wince and go for the computer to write a note that he needed to beep that. He was not expecting you to slip that last one in there. <laughs> Which on that, I say we, I say we bounce. You gonna yeah. slip one more in? Yeah. Bye. No. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Dog. <laughs>